Welcome to the Hip Hop Minded Professional. With me, Joshua Rogers as the Master of Ceremonies. If you're interested in knowing how rapping, DJing, breaking, graffiti, and the hip hop culture can positively influence your mindset, then you are in the right place. On this podcast, I speak to various professionals with a background in hip hop and go into how this background influenced their mindset and careers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to uh, the Hip Hop Minded Professional, where I speak to uh, people with a hip hop background who might still be doing hip hop or doing something else. And today I'm speaking with Mr. You got to introduce yourself, brother. Rob House, man. Rob House. And if you want to know how to pronounce the last name, it's like, how's it going? How's life? You know, that's me. And honestly, that's, that's me my whole life. You know, how's life? How's your life, man? How you living? How can I help you? It's kind of how we get it done. <laughs> so, 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 how is your life? What, the, what, what are the things you do currently? Well, first and for- foremost, I'm a father. You know, husband. You know, taking care of the home life, family life, building up yeah. these young kings and queens, getting them ready for the world. But uh, first, ready for school. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, you know, I'm an empowerment artist. And a humologist. These are new terms, you know. Uh, 21st century has given birth to some new ideas. Mm-hmm. We are a new people. And so an empowerment artist, um, if you think about the word empowerment, that's um anyone is trying to like beat an addiction, build a business, yeah, um, you know, find themselves. They gotta find the power, the power from within to do it. That's what empowerment is. Uh, sometimes yeah. you can read a book, watch a video, or sometimes a person can lead you. So my whole life has been about that. So I'm an empowerment artist because I'm an artist first. So empowering is my craft. Uh-huh. And then the humologist is a combination of humology and technology. I mean, humanity and technology, which is humology. Uh-huh. Humology is humans and technology. It's interesting. I thought I made the word up, but I didn't. That came out some years back. But the way they were using it is not quite how I use it. Yeah, yeah. It is about humans and technology, but mine is how are we interacting with it? Like how are we uh-huh. utilizing it? 2020 has served us the opportunity to know how we living with it. <laughs> and, so I'm here to help with that too. Ah, and and so that's this is the stuff you're doing now. I mean, I, I'm I'm hearing some 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 wordplay in there, some creativity. Creativity. What what is what what is your hip hop background? So let's see. I wrote my first rap song at age 12. Right. So I got a song. I got a song I wrote when I was 16 called At the Age of 12. I wanted to be a rap star. And son, I, I, I only remember like it's so weird. Every now and then I remember some of the lyrics. It was like uh-huh. at the age of 12, I wanted to be a rap star, but I didn't have the rap stats to get my act far. The years went on. Now the age of 15. That's when I rode and smoked my first Billy Bean. Uh, uh, I had I had clout and I had a little swagger. Throwing rhymes like hooks like Marvin Hagler. It, that was kind of, you know, it, yeah, yeah. it's real. That was dope 20 years ago. I'm just telling you right now. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> yep, yep. You know, but, um, you know, it's like hip hop, man, for me, you know, music is life. You know, it's, it's been like my therapy, you know. And so I was doing music, you know, like I said, since 12, but, you know, but my whole life just listening 
and growing. You know, hip hop was born in 73 and I was born in 74. So we was right, you know what I'm saying? We were like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come, you know, it's meant to be. <laughs> so so you 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 were you were let, let, let's say let's say you were the, the the direct younger sibling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Ah, and and okay, so you did you did um, let's say the the emceeing. Did you also do like breaking or DJing or graffiti? Breaking, um, not necessarily scratching. I tried it. I wasn't good. I was disappointed that I wasn't good. I didn't understand why I wasn't good at that. I was like, I should have been good at that. I didn't give it enough time. You know, it's one of the things you had to like give time. I, and I was so used to just doing whatever. I could see something and literally do it. Yeah, that's how my whole life's been. I could. Scratching one like that, like nah, you gotta, you gotta feel that. You gotta, but, you gotta put in the work. I put in the work, man. You can't, you can't just pull this one off. So yeah, all that graffiti. You know, I, I didn't do it, but loved it. All my boys did it. You know, the cardboard box, drop it down. You know, spin on your hand, on your back. Yeah, all that good stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> and and if you look at um at you know what which what all you did uh, back then, how does it help you in the the things that you do now actually? Well, everything that I do is I have music intertwined in it somehow. Like even now as an empowerment artist, right? So I, I empower people and companies and organizations and initiatives. And I write songs for different programs. And my my songs are mm -hmm. for them, but it's always inspiring. So I get to use my craft, empower people but, but while also giving them something of value. You know, I preach, I preach for like 10 years. And um, so I did holy hip hop, you know, and that, that's how I used it. And I used that to reach the young people, mm -hmm. you know, because you know, young people, they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm not listening to you or anybody. But you drop some bars on them, they're like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay. And then, you know, I also come, you know, I had I, I, the good thing about life for me was, you know, I grew up in the hood, the hood and the suburbs. So you get the hood in the suburbs. I mean, come on, you, I kind of can think, you know, in, in both lanes. So yeah. I understand, you know, the dynamics of a lot of different scenarios. So the familiarity and the authenticity also helped me, you know, to be able to connect with them. So the music, the the knowledge, you know, the experience, it played a role in, in, in me empowering people, man. Ah, nice, 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 nice. So okay, let you use it. Um, let let's say use it in companies. Uh, you you're empowering people. Now I, I just I just heard also you also yeah you you also had your own. Let, let's say you were preaching also. How 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 did all of things? How did you roll into all of those different type, but yet the same roles? You know, I've always been. My life has always been about empowering like people, like for some some degree. I just like it. Mm -hmm. You know, I like uh, being the reason why somebody wins, or a a percentage of the cause of why something happens that's positive. Like I like that, right? So my whole life, I've been involved in that. Then I. You know, when I turned 30, you know, my wife and I, we were, we were struggling a little bit and mm -hmm. we were going to either get divorced or go to church. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to get this, we're going to either go see, you know, somebody or we're going to go see somebody. So we went to go see somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by doing that, it just started cultivating something inside. And I was like, whoa. So whatever this feeling is that I felt that helped me get over what I was going through, I want to get in. So I went and I, I studied. I studied theology, man. I've studied the Bible. I've studied, you know, even as of late, I've studied the lost books. There's 45 books that weren't included in the original text, mm -hmm. you know, but it's, it's all good. It's like it's still information. So 
So I, I got involved in, in the in the ministry and um, it was just fantastic. You know, you travel around, you get a chance to speak, um, uplift people, inspire. Folks would come to me literally on their death bed, but they're walking, but they're on their death bed. Yeah, yeah. And it's not me, but something that comes through me lifts them. Dude, what? I don't care. That's better than anything. I'm like, okay, that's, I want that. I saw somebody do it. I was like, okay, yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah, catching a touchdown pass one hand, slam dunking with West Great. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I want yeah. that. You feel me? I want to do that. Because that's impactful. That impacts the person, which impacts the family, which impacts the community, which impacts the world. Yep. The butterfly the effect. Yeah, the ripple effect. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And and if you look at if you look at the ripple, right? What um what kind of ripple did did let's say your 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 touch your you let me say the hip hop touch in you, what kind of ripple did it bring in, in from within you and actually the rest of your yeah, your current career, your current life uh, path? You know, This is something about when a person is open. When a per person is open, they are their truest self. They are their best self. They are at their highest capacity of health. They have optimized all the potentiality and strength, perspective, when you are at your truest self. And so music helps people get to that point. Yeah. For me, it was the thing that allowed me to find me. Like, I could be nervous, but, you know, give, give me the microphone. I'm not nervous. Like I can be in a room full of people I don't know. Give me the mic. I'm good. It's like, and then the beat comes on music. It's almost like, oh, we just got into something. You know, we just got, and whatever you start to, and there's actually things that are happening biochemically within you. Mm -hmm. There's neurotransmitters that are firing off these neurochemicals, ladies and gentlemen, that are actually producing well-being within your body and finding these cells that are trying to kill you, getting rid of them and regenerating yourself it is fascinating when you find yourself yeah. and when you find something so like hip-hop for me has been like a catalyst for me finding myself that's pretty dope i never actually said that like that so i appreciate you asking that question <laughs> hey that, that's what it's all about you know bringing bringing about the new the new insights you know from from yeah. a different perspective that you 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 know it's there but you don't you know it's in your subconscious to bring it out you know consciously that's what it's all about yeah. and subconscious man that's that's big and and like, I've I've too for the last 10 and, years and and like what what i mean what made let's say hip-hop your your genre i mean it could have also been something totally different i'm not gonna say rock because that's like it could have been rock that's it could have also <laughs> been jazz but you know like how how yeah. what 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 made hip-hop your thing hip-hop is funky it's the funkiest music out of all the genres i know we got a lot of great genres and I, that's really saying it but they're the originator because there's a lot of cool ones now a lot of cool ones but hip-hop is the originator of the cool it's the originator of the cool rock is great rock just ran the world i mean everyone was there they loved their rock and roll and it's kind of yeah, what yeah. music was here comes hip-hop like what this weird thing what is this and all of a sudden wait a minute the suburban kids are liking it wait a minute mom and dad are liking it they don't want to say they like it wait a minute whoa And it's, it does something to you. And that's me. Like, it's like, uh, I'm different. You know, I was like, I got a different groove, a different vibe, you know. And um, 
but at the same time, you know, it's inviting to all. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know I mean? It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and 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 let's say um, you know, there's a different groove. It's uh, inviting to all. If you look at um, like the the growth that hip hop has worldwide, how mm -hmm. how does that inspire you and your your mission actually to yeah to empower people? Yeah, you know, it's it's really interesting because you know for a while did you know I think hip hop now it just passed rock as the number one genre of listening to music, which is fascinating. If you think about the the people who made it, who the where the culture came from, mm -hmm. and the amount of people that are actually here, that culture, that culture was so thick, so strong, it spread. And I think what that says is that it is for all. It's universal, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and just imagine if we thought that way, universal. You know, I'm when I say universal, I mean like open. Yeah. You know, for all. You know, come as you are. Imagine if we we, we led our country that way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, our, our families, our businesses. If we led it with that universal open mindset, man, then we'd be dropping some 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 gems. Some gems. Some gems. Some gems. <laughs> so, but from from like your your perspective, I mean, you did um, everything you do is like about the empowerment of people that that's you know that's all i ever hear okay how do you speak of speak about hey when how, how did you get you know on 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 let's say the the preaching front that was also about hey you know the the power of em empowering people well, mm -hmm. you're an empowerment coach now and um just the whole everything about empowering and also bringing let's say the openness together and mm -hmm. then are you already currently let's say in in the mind frame of you know being the you know the open guy as in you know you know open family open business so just like the, the 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 openness and creating unity in you know everyone you touch mm -hmm. that's it that's it unity unity with everyone uh, everyone that i touch interact with that's exactly you said it if you think about that word unity you know, it's look at the word community, right? And the word like unity is like in there. Yeah. So it's, it's so interesting how, like, and, and I didn't make this up. It's like it's just there. It's the word. It's kind of like community, unity. That means you need unity. It's a necessity to have community. Something like God too, like good. Look at the word good. Like whether you're religious or you've, you, you, whatever you are following, you've heard mm -hmm. of God, right? Yeah. And yeah. we got. 7.7 billion people, at least 6.6 .6 billion say there is one somewhere, somehow. Look at the word good. Take one O out. It's like, come on, man. So you know God is good because it's together. Some things just come together. So like a unity and community, we need it, man. And, you know, it sounds corny to a lot of people, but you rather have unity than division. Unity would bring us justice mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. instantly instantly yeah it would even be it, unity would stop my cousin from being nervous 
when going to an all white grocery store during this election time. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like unity has an interesting power to it. Unity will actually keep you from stepping out on your wife because she's not giving you the attention that you deserve. And rightfully, she's not giving the attention you deserve. But unity will keep you from stepping out on her because unity will allow you to then spend more time with her. And by spending the time with her, you discover the things you need to do together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, somebody. Yeah, you better. Yeah. You better. <laughs> you hear the preacher coming out. You better tell somebody. But it's facts, though, baby. You know, I mean, uh, ancient wisdom and modern science and practical tips from today. Uh, ancient wisdom. And, wow, I got to break that joint down. And, 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 we, we, we're going to make a snippet out of it, especially for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and speaking of the ancient wisdom and the science, that is what you're also doing with, uh, you know, the, the humology. Yeah, ex explain a little bit more about uh, about the humology. How how do, how does it work? You know what if someone hear, hears it and what are the key takeaways they can take away from the way you <clears throat> use the word or or let's say practice it? Yes. So I want I want you to think of that's great great question, man. I want you to think about humology. It's real simple. Humans and technology. How do we use it? Right. We are now in what's called the digital era. Yep. It has, it has happened. Like 2020 has thrusted upon us. How are you using technology to enhance your life? Do you understand technology? There was a time when you could pick up a computer or not. You had a choice. Yeah. There's, there's, the choice is over. As a matter of fact, the train of technology is moving so fast. Society, evolution is moving so quick. You have to get connected to understanding how to use certain technologies to communicate, like Zoom or, or whatever else you need to do. And for like for businesses, we help them. Essentially, you got people who come to work and they got a certain thing they have to do every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is killing their brain, killing their life. So our company, basically, all that robotic stuff, mm -hmm. we have a robot do it. And then those people can go do something that can they can use their mind, more proactive, more forward thinking, sales, marketing, networking, something using their critical mind, you know. And so, and, and they can bring more value to the company and to themselves. So interesting, but that's yeah, technology. Yeah. Companies don't know about it, but once they find out about it, it's like, oh, okay. So you can do it on that macro level or you can do it on the micro level. Yeah. Like for example, how are you scheduling your life? Like, are you just getting up and going to sleep? Don't do that. You know, have a schedule for what you're doing. That That's actually a technology when you, technology is just a scientific way of applying something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So a methodology. The first method methods of technology was rocks or sticks and fire. We're using something to create something to enhance. Yeah. And so how, with a schedule, you have to know what you're doing before the day comes. If you have that digitized, it will help you be more effective with that day that is going to come. Yeah. Perfectly. Yeah. You feel me? So my, my thing with humology is educating people you know from the from the micro to the macro we got clients um fortune we got big boys right yeah. we got we got people just 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 help help them understand how to use their cell phone okay just so it depends on, on you, you where go, i am you, you you go from here to uh, to there it, it's it's yeah. it, 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 yeah, it, 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 it's it's all 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 sides of the spectrum and yes 
Uh, I've 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 seen some of uh, some of your stuff. I mean, you're 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 let's say an an active, inspiring guy, and you know you do things in in your own way. How how do you know let's say all those companies re react to the way you do things? You know, it's it's you you really have your own flair of doing yeah. things the way how you do it. Yeah, you know that's that's good, man. I'm sure that, you know, because there's a variety of perspectives, you know, have, there's been some pros and cons based off, you know, people's perception of me. Mm -hmm. um, but what it comes down to is value. Like, does this joker know what he's talking about? Does he know, do I know something? Yeah, you know, yeah. does he have something? Because if yeah. I have something, then you're going to just come to me. Like, for example, if Gary Vee didn't drop nuggets, he couldn't mm -hmm. curse like that. He couldn't yeah, be yeah. that open. He couldn't. But that dude dropped more nuggets than anybody I know. Like he predicted more things than the predictors. You yeah, feel me? Yeah. So he has the floor. So yeah, he's going to be judged and uh, from people's perspective. So yeah, I'm sure. But you know, the value is just too high because I care too much. Like I'm not here to get your money. You're going to pay me once I show you what's been happening. Yeah. And sometimes you're not even paying me money. You're just, you're just paying attention more to what I'm doing. You know, but you're going to pay something. You always do when you get value. You know, it's like you want to. Yeah, yeah. When I give somebody, I, I feel indebted to somehow con contribute back. That's the, the normal human thing. So, yeah. And then um, if, if and then I'm gonna um, take it. Let's I'm go, I'm, go, I'm gonna take you back a little bit, uh, way back in time. How <laughs> how did your first let's say hip hop performance feel? performance in front of people in front of family the Ooh. first official one probably wasn't until Howard yep for the goodie mob that was the first one that was the first real one oh yeah so open for goodie mob and method man was in town too at Howard University 1990 somewhere in there Somewhere in his pocket. Um, Puffy had just left too. Puffy was just, he was there. Shy was there. Shy was at Howard. Shy and Puffy were both, both just there and I came the year after. Um, man, it was amazing. Um, I had realized on the stage with the mic what this was really all about. Like, powerful. It was too much, man. I was, ah, probably, I was too young to really do, do that right. <laughs> I didn't do that right. Though. I didn't do that right. I mean, I, I did it like any you know kid would do, basically. Um, teenager, like nineteen or whatever, eighteen, something like that. It was amazing, man. It was it was too much power, though. You know, it's like I didn't I didn't have humility classes, and like I didn't I didn't get that. It's so so important. Like, I'm so glad I get to teach my son stuff, and you know, he got to see me in different programs and mentoring programs, mentoring mm -hmm. all these young boys and stuff. So I'm glad he got to see because I didn't have that humility. That's the one thing I was missing. Yeah, I had a little bit of it, but not, you know, it was, the cat was loose. You feel me? I, I had it. Cat was on, but it was loose. Spill it. And 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 if uh, and and that that feeling, huh? Let's say let's say the the feeling of that. Let's say that performance. Have you ever also had that feeling? I'm gonna call it in your 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 professional life. You know what's, you know what's really interesting is uh, I have that feeling every day, just about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just about. 
on every day. Because I've been working on mastering the art of visioneering. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so, you know, studying, studying neuroscience, which, which you come to find out is that every experience you have in actual world, when you have an experience, for example, I grab this microphone and I speak into it, there's certain wirings that is going to happen. You can measure in my mind. You can mm -hmm, see it mm -hmm. once firing. If I do that, if I just think about doing that, those exact same wirings are going to happen. Yeah. So it's like you can do an activity or think about an activity and you're still writing it into your memory. So that means you sit with it long enough and then start to practice things like you know, heart and mind coherence mm -hmm. with that visionary could gracious. So now you begin to accelerate. And so, yeah, you get to experience that thing that like it is actually here. And that, that's what we call, well, not we, but that's what's called, you know, mind sight. You mm -hmm. have eyesight. And then you got mind sight. Eyesight can see what's here, what's right in front of them, what's practical. And mind sight is, listen, it's as deep as you want to go and deeper than you know. And then if you, uh, if you, if you, if you grab that, that mindset that you uh, that you have now, do you see a link, or if you look back, did you also have a certain type of mindset way way back when when let's say you started picking up that 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 pen and that pad, or you started grabbing the microphone and you were you were on stage, it could be even in front of in front of family because you know family is usually. That's that's even scarier than strangers. Did you have that mindset then already in some type of shape or form? I think you know for sure I did. You know, not obviously not to the degree that a you know forty some forty six year old guy would have right now. You know, but I also got the gift, man. I got a gift. You know, that accelerated my awareness. You know, I got shot. You know, when I was younger, mm -hmm. and we got robbed. Literally came out of a store. My boy's name is Rob. I'm Rob. We got robbed. Isn't that crazy? It's like, that joint is funny. But not really. Oh, yeah, I have Rob on my arm, too. It's weird, right? Oh, check that out. There, right there. There's the bullet holes, huh? That's right there. Wow. I didn't plan this. So you got to hold there and hold there. It's mm -hmm. a tremendous story, though. Tremendous, right? And this is like, it was a gift from God to me. No one would ever say, gun at your head goes off is a freaking blessing. Mm -hmm. So let me tell you how. Came out the store. My boy Rob's in the car, driver's seat. I'm getting ready to get in the passenger seat, but there's somebody like, you know, standing outside of the passenger seat looking in the window. I'm like, okay, somebody from the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I come over. He got a gun. He says, get in the car. So I come over. He turns to me and says, I got get in the car. So I'm like, okay, get in. He's giving me your rings and your wallet. Because back then, you know, we wore rings. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Took all the rings off. So he gets in. He's sitting in the passenger seat. Rob's in the driver's seat. I'm in like the middle, you know, just crunched in. And this dude's like, he's talking about the gun. It's like, it's real. Do you want to see this? Do you want to see the bullets? It's real. The, the Rob was like saying something like, it's not real. I don't know. I don't know what he was saying. I just, I just wanted him to stop saying whatever he was saying. But he wanted to keep saying more, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wanted to say more. Now, he didn't only want to say more. He wanted to grab the gun. So Rob took the 40 bottle, hit the gunman over the head, bottle, Bounce on the freaking windowsill. You know it's going slow motion. You know it's going slow motion at this time. Okay. I'm like, oh man. Like it's such a small fraction of time. Rob grabs the gun. You know God is here again because 
The guy has the gun. Rob has it. All he has to do is all, all he has to do is go off. Yeah, it's yeah. a wrap. It doesn't go off. But the guy does have a grip on the gun because he has the handle. He gets it, steps outside the car, leans in. Okay, so he shoots three times. Me and Rob just do this before the Matrix came out. For 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 the listeners, he just did, let's say, the Matrix famous Keanu scene sitting in a chair. Just 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 to just for the, the ones who are only listening to it, that you can visualize at the moment what's happening and visualize it as it would be two guys sitting in a car trying to pull off a matrix yeah. dodging a bullet from the side. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so we did dodge two bullets. But one caught us. It went in here. Mm -hmm. It came right out of my arm, went into Rob's leg. Staying in his, in his leg to the day. Because it went so far, surgery couldn't get it out. Yeah, yeah. That's, not even, that's not even the most miraculous part of the story, man. I get home. After the hospital, I'm all stitched up. By the way, the bullet didn't do anything. It didn't rip a muscle, didn't tear a bone. Somehow it goes in and comes out. Doctor's amazed. He's like, I don't understand. I said, either. He's like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know either. But he did it. I get home, take my jersey off. Barry Sanders' jersey is bloody. I see five holes coming across the front, diagonal, diagonal from the top shoulder down. I'm like, why is there a hole in my shirt? Then I looked at it. I realized that the hole started from my arm. Yeah. So what happened was in the car, when the gunman shot, we went back. The bullet went through my arm, through my shirt, just missing my chest cavity by those millimillies, whatever that yeah, mathematical yeah. equation is, going through my shirt, missing. I'm like, so I remember holding the shirt, and I was stuck. I think I held the shirt for like six days. Mom was like, come down for breakfast. Come down for dinner. Come. come." No, I was there forever. Like, man. You know, I... But that was my first encounter with God. Because in that moment, I knew something was going on. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. not only had I been shot at point blank range and got away, but the bullet did nothing. It really should have did something. And I was driving around the streets of Buffalo, New York with cops following me. And I'm speeding around because I'm looking for my other friend that I thought the gunman shot in the head. Because when he shot, because when he shot at us, I saw my friend come out the store. The gunman turned and shot at him. And I remember yeah. Steve's head doing that. I'm like, oh, so I thought I dropped Rob off at the hospital. I went look around the streets looking for Steve. And I told the cop what was going on. They were just following me. They were like, okay. It was like, it was like they understood. Like, man, it was just working out for me, man. So that was a really interesting scenario. So my awareness, my man, uh, has been skyrocketed because of this. Yeah, yeah. And of, 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 course, of course, the 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 as as the psychology behind it is of course of course there's there is always a psychology behind let's say uh, a near death experience because that is what it is. When you're sitting there, you're like, oh, this is gonna be it. You know, you have the the slow motion that that kicks in, and then as soon as that kicks in, your brain it start to work. It starts to work different. You know, yeah. it's 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 gonna rewire itself. It's 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 survival mm. mode. So, and it's not something that you can undo. I mean, it's right. it's you. You said earlier you grew up suburbia, but also in the hood. So it's you you, you that survival instinct and mechanism that actually 
has to stay there because it's going to be like, okay, wait a minute. And you probably also had it like, okay, I just did what I do regularly. We go, go to the, go, go to the store, come out of the store, hop in the car, go where we got to go. This is the, the regular old day routine. And then your regular day routine just gets shaken up. That is not the regular day routine anymore. So, yeah. and when you go to do the regular day routine, your brain, your mind is still going to be like, wait, hold, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got to pay attention. Oh, I got to pay attention because this can happen again. This man, you, you are, that's, that's major. That's major. And you're right. And there's pros and cons to that, you know, because the pro, I mean, I've had tremendous pros. There's, there's three other near deaths that I've gotten away from because of that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. awareness. But there's also the overthinking. You know, it can be detrimental. It's like a yeah. scalpel. You know what I mean? Can actually get in there and like save the life because it's able to get that vein and put that heart and that valve together. Like the scalpel is perfect, or it can cut your throat. And then, and if you if you go into the the overthinking, huh? um, go, go, uh, hold, hold the overthinking. Hold the overthinking. When when you were active as an MC, were you good in freestyling? And then I'm talking I'm I'm, I'm talking about the you know like really freestyling. You just someone chose a word and you just go. Were you, yeah, were... pretty much. There's a um there's a time where um I wasn't that good. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I would say like the people these days. I'm not messing with them cats these days. Like straight up, like I'll have to practice that style. Like when I when I watch that style, I'm super good. Like where they just talk and there's no beat coming on and they go from the top of their head. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's like, but that's a certain style. If I practice that, I can do it. But freestyling just word for word and just throw a word out there and I can freestyle, that's been like probably forever. And so yeah. if you and so if you if you take that up and then you look at your your overthinking, when you're busy with that you let go the 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 overthinking piece mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. in in a way the more you do that the less you overthink or is it that you say like oh well i don't know it hasn't helped me much with the overthinking how do mm. you how do you look at that theory let's say yeah yeah you know that's good you know and, and honestly if you are overthinking, your freestyle is going to suck because you're going to mess up. Mm -hmm. But if you stay in the flow and then that's how you grow, you know, that's how that's how, you know, you're in the know. When you have, when you actually relax mm -hmm. and you practice this state of relaxation, that's a real easy way to keep yourself away from frustration. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's a real good way to keep your mind in elevation. That's a real good way to keep positive situations, you know? So you can talk about it. And right now I'm feeling free. Yeah, yeah. Free is you and me. Free is Harriet T and slavery. Take a stand like Rosa P. You feel me? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. This shirt, One Million Healthy. I was thinking about this shirt. I wanted to say it. Like One Billion Healthy. I think about One Billion Healthy people, mm -hmm. mentally, physically, and spiritually, or mentally, physically, and soulfully. However, you want to categorize the thing you don't know that's there that's keeping you alive. Yeah, yeah. One billion healthy, and I just thinking to myself, if we had one billion healthy folks, if they just told one other person, that's what 
two billion <laughs> healthy. I'm open, man. I'm open for that. You feel yep, me? The, yep. the, the concepts I got has to be an open mind. The things I'm talking about, like my life's ultimate mission purpose that I know of right now, mm-hmm, it's you got to be open minded for that because it sounds crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, and how did how did you develop your open mind? Throwing myself in situations, um, and also I think moving around so much. You know, mm-hmm. my I live with my grandmother, I live with my mom, I live with my dad. I went to four different high schools. It's only four years in high school, man. But I went to four different high schools. I enjoyed all of it, you know, but it's so many different experiences. And because I was able to hang out blacks, whites, races on both sides, smart, you know, maybe not so smart, wealthy, poor, you know, gay, straight, you know, in between. Like, I mean, because I was in musical theater. So I'm like, everything. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm talking about everything. But I'm me in all those scenarios. Yeah. I'm the same person. I may kind of like, you know, adjust with, you know, in the scenario in, in the scenarios that I want to adjust in, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I'll do that adjustment, but me. But I notice people don't do that. They can't. It's hard. The majority, like, they feel like they got to be something that someone else says they should be. They're always trying to be something that some for something else. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, that ain't the route to take. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, not- and 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 let's say so far being you has been working for you mm-hmm. yeah you know and then and that's that's also good for like people to hear like the you know, people the youths everyone to actually hear sometimes like being being yourself and being your unique you is is actually the best thing that you can do i mean it's it's i'm not gonna say it's the easiest it should be the easiest thing to do it should be it's not always right. the easiest thing, but it is, you know, the thing that helps you out at least that you stay at least mentally, you know, let's call it mentally fit, mentally, mentally in balance. Mm-hmm. You know? And and if I when I see the things that you do, you, you're just in your you're you're comfortable in your in your own space, you know? And and when you see someone that's comfortable in their own space, you're like, wait a minute, hey, I I maybe I could do that too. Just maybe mm-hmm. it's gonna work for me also. That's it, man. That's it. That is it. That's the empowerment right there. Yeah, maybe exactly. I, maybe, maybe I got that. Yeah, you got it. Go ahead and get it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And if you look at um if you would give people, let's say, four four tips or four advices in life, what would your four tips be? Love yourself. Mm-hmm. Love other people, self-reflect, have humility. So self-reflection, you know, so love yourself and love other people. Mess, come on. I mean, loving yourself, you got to start there. You can't, if, you're, if your cup is empty, nobody's drinking. Yeah, yeah. Right? You're dry. People coming to you, you can't get them what they need. So now you feel even drier. You can't add value nowhere because you're not filled up. But if you love yourself, meaning look in the mirror, tell yourself you love yourself. Start being grateful for the things you have. Mm-hmm. That's the first, that's the easiest route to loving yourself. Be grateful for whatever you have, whatever it is. Viktor Frankl, who was um, in the Nazi camp, man, um, is this this guy's an author, and he was actually um, 
a victim, but he was a survivor. Um, and his mindset inside of that camp, he was saying that other people were just falling apart and they were, their, their, lives, their lives were over like instantly because they thought it was. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, nobody wants to be in a concentration camp, but if you're going to be in there, he was like having a positive mindset. He was thinking about the future. He was thinking about how grateful he was just to be alive. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He was grateful about the potential of the future, and, and then he got out. And not only did he get out, but he wrote about it, and he inspired millions. But find a way to love yourself. Love yourself. Get around people who love themselves. Mm -hmm. you know, read books. Watch tutorials. You type in Google, how to love myself. You will get the best tutorials, PDFs, and YouTube clippings that will help you accelerate yourself. There's no excuse. So love yourself and then love other people. Mm -hmm. Love other people is big. Because once you get this together, now you got to give it out. You know, you got to got to give out the value. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, you know, our purpose on this earth is to give yep. value. You didn't come here. Just, just imagine if everything was here for itself, we wouldn't be able to sustain. So by you loving other folks, being there for other folks, you know, showing up, whatever that is, maybe it's financial support, maybe it's just emotional support. Um, maybe it's, you know, connecting them with a certain relationship. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Maybe Maybe it's just giving them some love on social media, you know, but love people, right? And then reflecting. The, the reflection is important because the day happens so fast. You get up, brush your teeth, eat breakfast, do some work, play with the kids, do an activity, watch TV, get ready to go to sleep, get up, brush your teeth, breakfast, play with the kids. Before you know it, like weeks have gone by and you don't even really know what's been happening. And now these certain things are happening in your life. And you're like, what the heck? Why are you? Who's this? I don't know. No, you just weren't aware because you weren't awake because you were sleeping. Yeah. But if you self-reflect every day, every single day, I'd actually do it multiple times a day. It takes this much time. Done. Yeah. yeah it's so I'm reflecting on my experiences now. Sometimes it takes longer than that. Like an experience with my wife, you know, I had to reflect on it. And I kind of elevated my speech. I was right in, in my elevation. It wasn't too much, but I elevated it. But then I was like, wait a minute. I elevated, but then after I listened again to what she said, yeah, yeah, I yeah. elevated the wrong place. Like it wasn't no need for elevation. I actually should have suppressed to listen more. I knew I was right in that moment. But by reflecting, I meaning I'm just breathing, just taking a day and just just listening, just listening to my thoughts. I had a chance to reflect on that. So I, I went back there and actually apologized. You know, I was right, but I was wrong in the way I handled it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So case closed. So you got the self-reflection. Um, what was I doing? Humility? I do humility. Okay, yeah, this, humility was number four. Humility can be one, you know, I, I always have this. This is something. You know, um, sometimes when, when we when we close this big deal, I'm going to actually get a uh, slice of humble pie and mm -hmm. I'm going to get them out free. So I'm going to order like, you know, basically people can order them and all they got to do is pay shipping. And I'm going to ship them out. So it's a little slice of humble pie. It says humble pie. It's a little slice. You can put it on your keychain. You can put it on your jeans. 
You put it on your, your wear in your pocket, put it in your purse, you know, leave it in the car, slice the humble pie, hang it on your mirror on the on the mirror on, yeah, on the, the car. Uh, yeah. car. Yeah. You know, because this slice of humble pie, it will save your marriage, save your job, save your freaking life. It will save you. Humility is something because the ego is necessary. We need the ego. The ego is what tells you you are who you are and you believe in yourself. You better believe in yourself. You couldn't do the great things you did without having ego. But that joker gets inflamed and it gets big and it actually swallows you up and everyone else around you. Yeah, yeah. And no one even knows what had happened. But humility, a little slice of humble pie, you feed it to the ego monster and he comes down like a little, he's tamed, you know, the tamed ego, you know what I mean? You know, ego down. Yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, Go oh, my ego, you know, he's just coming down like this a little bit and he's shrinking. Slice a humble pie. You just keep it because it's that humility that allowed me to see I was wrong with my wife. I wouldn't have known that if I was, you know, yeah, I know this because I got the answers because I've yeah, studied yeah. These and I'm the one with blah, blah, blah. No, listen, chill with that for a minute. <laughs> Get a slice, but it's slicing. You know, sometimes I wish I could just throw a slice in people's mouths real quick. <laughs> <laughs> When they're talking, just, just wait a minute. Just, just like, 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 like popcorn in the movie theater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and if you look at the, let, let's say, the, the four lessons you just gave, which one of um, are the lessons that you learned during your, let, let's say, your, your hip hop career? And if they are, which one of the four are they? You know, well, Yeah, all of them, but humility is probably the one I learned the most. I'll say stood out the most because, you know, in the rap game, you know, I was getting ready to get signed. You know, I had a real good opportunity to get signed to um, um, Luke, um, Luther Campbell's uh, record label. I uh, was at two, uh, two Live. It wasn't Two Live Crew, but it was, you know, it was Luther Campbell, you know, <laughs> it was him. And so, um, and he was traveling and he was, in D.C., I was at Howard, you know, had my group, I had my limousine, had a manager, had dancers in the car, had my 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 tape, my tape, yes, tape, tape, tape yeah. was playing. We're in there, had the drinks, and I felt disgusting. It was just like. Because everything was like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. It's like, yeah, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody was on that. Everybody was on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just so inflamed. I'm just like, it was fun because it was fun, but then I was so detached from it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'm getting assigned this label. I'm getting to go perform on stage for this guy. And this was, this was like, let me tell you, you know, he was popping then, right? So I'm getting on stage and actually perform. I don't know. I'm just, I just not, I just, I don't know. Before you know it, none of those divine interventions. This one was first though, or second. This was the second actually. And then club done, over, performance over, shut down. Everybody got to leave. I don't think somebody fought, a fight happened or something. Whole club shut down. Never got to meet them. A manager paid all his money for limousine, all these girls and all this stuff. And, I could see him just like, everything was just like, shh. I mean, at the end of the night, I was looking like, wow. I'm so glad that didn't happen. 
And that changed the trajectory for what I was rapping about. Mm-hmm. It actually started changing my, my, my lyrics and my mindset took a shift because I got a chance to experience in that moment. Like I was about, I was going to get signed. I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to happen because I was going to rock that freaking show. Yeah. Yeah. And I was probably going to be dead in like two years, dead or in jail or, 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 or drugged out. Cause that's what was happening folks. Cause they equal so big. The humility allowed me to be able to just stop, stop chasing the impulse. Stop. Yeah. yeah. Stop stop thinking with the head or wherever wherever else I'm thinking with stop and that little thing what I, what I call now the power pause is allows you to stop boom five seconds five seconds into the nose five seconds out reset the nervous system boom okay here we go so I do that now to get to that but that moment gave birth to what I I believe was my introduction to humility 101. All right, all right, all right. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at the time, and you, you almost have a you, you almost have a next meeting to go to. But for everyone who wants to to find you, where can they find Rob House? LinkedIn. Come on down. Come on down. It is a place to be. It's a great community of people. Everybody I know right now. Who I'm doing business with that matters on a on a, on a macro level is on LinkedIn. That's where you want to find me. I do have music too. You go to robhousemusic.com. Mm-hmm. But I'm also man. This is big news here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm also the number one Rob House on Google. Come on now. Hey, number hey. One, Rob House. <laughs> number one, man. Number hey. one. Now. Me, me and my man Robert House from Atlanta. We go. You know, he he's trying to come up on me, but I'm. I got this one, man. I, I was on. I was on Google first. <laughs> I got him. <laughs> so from all the Rob House, you're currently the number one Rob House on Google. So if you Google Rob House, you're going to find Rob House. Make sure to check him out on the, on LinkedIn. He's also findable there. Check out his music. Rob, man, thank you very much for being on the show, sharing your energy, and then also sharing you know the, the, yeah, the different things you're busy with, the, the visions that you have. Thank you very much. That's what I appreciate. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Rob House. Um, tune in to the next episode. I have no idea who my guest is going to be. going to surprise you again. And um, I would say have a nice day. Have a good evening. Don't know what time of the day it is, but make sure you enjoy it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Hip Hop Minded Professional. Make sure to subscribe at your favorite streaming platform so that you don't miss the next episode. And make sure to visit hiphopculturecoaching.com for more information on how hip-hop helps your mindset.